0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the First and Orange Broncos podcast presented by the Denver Post. I'm Kyle Fredrickson, joined by Ryan O'Halloran. We are currently standing in Dulles Airport on our way back from the Broncos-Redskins game. Uh, Denver gets its first win of the preseason, 29-17. Here for some instant analysis, looking ahead. Ryan, for you, uh, number one takeaway.
1: Well, these people shut the heck up. and We're trying to tape a podcast right (laughs) here. They act like hyenas when they're at an airport gate. Okay, let's digress. Uh, i think this is a game on, on offense especially the broncos did need um you know vance joseph uh, the keyword he used was rhythm you know there were some still some you know a throw bad thrower to a penalty. But I thought uh, this was a positive step for this Bronco offense, and particularly Case Keenum, who you know, was off target uh, against the Bears, but uh, he did look sharper against the Redskins. Yeah,
0: and we've seen this trend of Emmanuel Sanders continue to be one of Keenum's favorite targets. He has eight targets on the night, four receptions, a pretty incredible sequence, uh, three, play, three plays over four snaps, uh, where he totaled something like 80 uh, all-purpose yardage, a uh, couple of big catches, the end around for the touchdown. What do you make of sort of the chemistry They've built so far?
1: Well, what I make of it is, is Demarius Thomas the number three receiver? I mean, a couple weeks ago we said, okay, maybe DT is one, Cortland Sutton is two, Emmanuel Sanders three. Now I look at, okay, is Sanders the number th- one? Is Thomas a two? Or is Sutton a two? I was good to see Cortland Sutton make some uh, acrobatic catches, but with Sanders, you could tell that there is a connection there sideline, middle of the field, that end around, there's a lot of ways he can help this team.
0: And while we're sticking on offense, we got to talk about Royce Freeman, who has another uh, touchdown on the ground that gives him a touchdown in every game this year. Uh, the hype train for him was really rolling strong early in the, the preseason. It's got to be kind of off the rails at this point. Is he the number one back in your mind?
1: Far be it for me to editorialize, <laughs> but he is. He should be the number one. Uh, Vance will probably should announce that uh, Wednesday of Seattle week saying, hey, as a competition, there's gonna be a role for Devontae Booker on third down, but Freeman looks like a different runner than Booker. He looks more fit, you know, more efficient, more big play. And that's one thing you wrote about uh, in the in the Denver Post earlier this week is you know, Devontae Booker has a role on this team, but he is not a home run hitter. He's not even close to being a home run hitter. Don't let that door slam, please. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, so but I mean, I would I would say, hey. Freeman's a rookie, he can handle that responsibility. I'd make him the starter, tell Booker he has a role, tell Phillip Lindsey he has a role, and keep three tailbacks.
0: For sure, and, and now that we've talked a little bit of offense, let's switch to the defense a little bit. I, I thought it was a pretty impressive uh, performance by this group. Uh, held the Redskins without a third down conversion. You know, this is an offense that is adapting to a new quarterback and some new pieces, so you wonder how good they might be come regular season. But did you see some signs of maybe some defensive improvement, especially with the starters out there?
1: Yeah, I mean, they didn't get themselves in the trouble with penalties, but it didn't look like the, Redsk- the Redskins had a totally, totally different uh, – philosophy for this game. Their philosophy was, let's see what Adrian Peterson could do Get him ready for the season. They ran him 11 times in the first half. He'd run it nine times the previous you know, six years in the preseason. So have to take that with a little bit of a grain of salt if you're the Broncos. But you did OK against the run. Let one pop on fourth down with uh, Peterson. But I think the key is, OK, you, you're able to get some pressure on the passer. God has had a sack. Chubb, who was not blocked. Memo to Seattle, block him. <laughs> He split a sack at Marcus Walker. So, uh, as Chris Harris said after the game, when I when I asked them about this, was uh, you know they wanted to attack this game with a mindset that will help them in the regular season. He felt they did that.
0: So we've talked about this before, but this is really the last showcase for the starters to show what they have. So in talking to Vance Joseph after the game, how comfortable do you think he is with the overall state of this team? We sort of nitpick different areas. But when you look at this group and talking to VJ, what level of confidence does he have?
1: Well, I think he, he, he has some confidence. You know, he, he liked what he saw last night in terms of a, an all around uh, efficiency on offense, defense, and special teams. Brandon McManus hit all five field goal attempts. You know. If you're advanced, though, even if you came out of this game and it was a stinker, you weren't going to play your starters against Arizona. So what it does, it erases some questions over the next two weeks in your mind and also in the public saying, hey, what is this team all about? I think we have a better idea of what they're going to be about.
0: Absolutely. And as we look ahead, uh, the Broncos do wrap up the preseason this upcoming week at Arizona, uh, a game when we're going to see a lot of backups, a lot of third string guys fighting for those roster spots. Really the last thing that we'll look at is as we project this 53 man. Um, we've talked about different players on the bubble. We, we, we've, we've written about it as well. Um, you know, I think about that sixth wide receiver, what they're going to do in that running back's room. Um, you know, if, if they keep a fullback, how that uh, affects everything else. For you, who are some of the guys who are on the bubble? i have just got to have great performances here coming up.
1: Well, let's go that roster math. Um, do they keep a sixth receiver? Do they keep a fourth tight end? Do they keep a fourth tailback? D'Angelo Henderson, Isaiah McKenzie, a Tim Patrick. If on the Broncos, if McKenzie makes the team, I just keep five receivers. Uh, you, you, you should feel good about your top four. Offensive line, yeah, we can get to that later in the week, but they got a bunch of offensive tackles trying to play guards, so it's going to be interesting to see them play. I'll throw this as a curveball. If you're the Broncos, why do you keep three quarterbacks? Um, I I would not have played Paxton Lynch last night. I don't get that. I think Chad Kelly needs playing time. Kelly sounds like he's going to start against Arizona play a little bit, but if I'm the Broncos, if I can't get anything for Lynch, why don't, if I'm them, I would just keep Kelly and Keenum.
0: And then this is a, a a question that you posed last night, but I we ought to pose it here to our, our readers and, and talk about it as well. But uh, an interesting character we'll be writing about this week and sort of his future on the team is Philip Lindsay. How much does Philip Lindsay play this week?
1: Uh, I think he just returns punts. Um, get get him a couple reps back there, maybe fair catch him. You know, he was with the first team offense. In the third preseason game, I mean, to me, that locked up his roster spot. Now it's now it's going to be about how many touches he gets per game. So if I'm Philip Lindsay, I'm feeling pretty good about my status even if the coaches don't say anything.
0: For sure. And, and so as we sort of look ahead and, and look behind here, uh, we appreciate you guys look uh, listening to the First and Orange podcast. Uh, Broncos get their first victory, uh, impressive in a lot of ways. Um, but we'll be tracking their progress as they move ahead here and looking at that 53-man roster. Uh, we'll be doing a lot of projecting this week and, and seeing how that thing might shake out. Um, just any final thoughts, first road trip of the season, man? Things going well for you on the beat? Let's just, just kind of break it down a bit.
1: There's a long way to go for a preseason game. I am not looking forward to this flight. A tall man is not built for United Economy, so my knees are going to be rubbing against that seat. And if anybody's listening out there, sitting in front of me, do not move the entire flight.
0: Okay. Right, did, 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 you, did you get the aisle seat? That's the question.
1: Oh, I always make sure I get the aisle. I check in 24 hours beforehand. Um, final thought on this Bronco preseason since the starter's work is done. Knock on wood, relatively healthy. I would keep an eye on Ron Leary. He had an ankle in game one, did not play. Has a knee issue that was related to his surgery. Missed last night's game. Max Garcia, I would be surprised if he starts the opener. If they say with Leary, hey, we need to get you right for 16 games, even it means sitting out a couple. Last thing, Sue Cravens has not practiced in three weeks. What are your options? I think the only option right now is IR. And you can designate him to return later, but he simply has not practiced. and as as I uh, advance, and Joe Wood said last week, you know he needs he needs to learn his defense again. so couple of subplots for this week
0: absolutely we'll appreciate you filling us in there ryan so stick with us listeners uh like i said before we appreciate you listening here today uh be sure to follow all of our broncos coverage in denverpost.com uh pick us every up up every day in the denver post as well uh this has been another edition of the first orange podcast